Welcome to Telltale, the podcast where marketers can learn from interviews with fantastic storytellers. Welcome everybody to episode 11 of the Telltale podcast. It is a very special edition. I'm your host, Kurt Sanders, and today I'm also playing moderator because Telltale is hosting its first social media panel. There are four extremely talented Brisbane marketers in front of me, and I'll give you a little bit of introduction now. But today's panel is about organic versus paid social media. What's right, what's wrong, and where are we all heading? Uh, Our guests today, Tyson Cobb, marketing manager at Business Depot. Nicole Jensen, owner of Nicole Jensen Social Media, Florent Lemens, or Flo, Senior Digital Officer for CQ University and a Social Media Consultant, and the one and only Brittany Dreghorn, Group Account Director for the Content Division and the usual co-host of this Telltale podcast. Hello everybody, that was such a mouthful and struggling for breath. We are all in here as well. It's yes, just it's not just me as usual. I love the sound of my own voice, but that's okay. <laughs> Let's move on because you won't be hearing my voice today as much when we discuss organic versus paid social media. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start with a few of you guys and feel free to jump in. You know, this is, this is what it's all about, debate and healthy debate. So what I'm going to throw out there is the very first question in this. Organic versus paid social. Is organic engagement dead? Full stop. Let's start with you, Nicole. I'm going to get in before anyone else says these words. It depends. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was waiting for that answer. Yeah, yeah. Right? Let's, get that, let's, just, let's get, just get that answer out of the way first up. Uh, I don't think it is completely dead. It does depend on the network, your audience, how much you're actually um, studying what they want and what they need. Um, yes, of course, there are networks who, you know, Facebook, of course, has gone towards like a monetization really heavy um, on that the last couple of years and we have seen a drop but I don't know I'm not sure it's completely dead it has you know been a bit of disappointment the last couple of years Mm. would you say yeah Yeah, like changing the algorithm right so a lot of marketers went shit yeah yes but but is that a warranted response I think there is a place where it is dead and that is if you're starting from scratch it's going to be really difficult to build an audience from nothing with no paid behind you unless you have an incredible value proposition you're giving something away but even then who are you giving it to so I I think um, organic and social was a thing when you did yeah when the algorithms were better but now I don't think you can start from scratch I think yeah definitely um, anti-organic all the way. Um, I think that's definitely the best um, content that you can produce. You have to think organic first and then maybe paid afterwards. Um, and especially Facebook has become that pay to play platform. If you really want to um, reach thousands of um, people at the same time, make sure that you get really a nice organic content strategy. You think really um, creative content and then definitely move to, um, to, to paid. Um, but no, organic is not dead. Yet. Not dead yet. Tyson, you run um, for Business Depot, which has some fantastic... We've we've actually discussed Business Depot on the podcast prior. You should go back and listen to that episode if you can. But Tyson Cobb actually runs a whole host of content marketing stuff for for Business Depot, from live events through to um, Blackboard Fridays, which is a great video uh, event. A lot of the paid stuff I've seen you guys do is around um, the events, the, Mm. the, um, the, the premium content pieces. What's your take on those and why? Well, I think with, um, with events like that, especially our events that we hold off-site, um, I will never rely on organic for that, mm-hmm. simply for the reason is that our business is so, um, 
diverse in you know in the services that we offer, but also in our audience. We've got different um, audience audience segments because we target different uh, niches. You know, real estate, building, construction, so on and so forth. So, depending on what the event is um, and who's speaking, uh, I will rely on pay and social over anything else to target people who um, I think would benefit or we know would benefit from that event or that speaker yeah, or that topic. Sure, and that to me says mature content strategy mm-hmm. because you've started with a niche probably a few years ago and you've conquered one niche and you're going to the next niche mm-hmm. and when you niche and niche and niche, you've obviously got this broad, diverse audience. Yeah, I think money yeah. speaks. There. Start off small, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, don't focus on 20 different niches at once. And that's exactly what, um, even before my time, I don't think they were doing paid social here at Business Depot before um, I came on board. But uh, even if they were, it was just you know a couple of niches I'm focusing on now. We've got so many more that I will definitely rely on paid over organic. Yeah, awesome. So let's go back to Flo because you were saying you love organic and I love organic as well. And, I, and I'll throw something in a little bit later in this chat to, to see what you guys think of it. Um, coming from a university background, uh, how does paid or organic work either way for you in that, that sort of department? We definitely have um, paid organic, um, oh sorry, paid um, strategy um, in place to reach new students. Um, my role is definitely to um, provide all the different teams support for um, all that organic campaign. Um, so make sure that you know they, they get the right support from the marketing team um, to create organic um, content on all our social media platform. Um, and it goes from Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, and so on. Um, and um, what I definitely try to encourage is to be creative in their content. Um, now, um, organic and paid, um, really come um, together. Um, I definitely think that they need to have that combination between um, organic and, and paid, um, especially in the way that um, when you um, push an advertisement on Facebook, people come to your page, they would like to like your page, and then they notice that there is a real lack of, uh, I mean, at least um, a difference between um, content and then also messaging. So you have to be consistent between your organic and, and um, paid and, um, um, campaign. Yeah, fantastic point. I like what you're saying is you're giving paid purpose. It's not like you say, oh, we've got this great strategy, here's content, push it. Here's content, paid, push it. Here's content, paid, push it. needs to be backed up. Exactly, it needs to be backed up. I'll throw to Nicole and Britt on this next question. Um, Nicole, you've been a social media uh, consultant throughout Brisbane for a while. Britt, you've worked on several paid and organic different accounts and different wider content strategies to do with student um, attraction to the city, to do with digital transformation of the city. If paid, why, when, and what? I have to refer to what Tyson said because it's similar. I think when you really want, there's an action and it's timely, so for events, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't rely on social unless there's a network, uh, another network that's pushing it. But I think the organic stuff is, there's other things. It doesn't have to be that because if you do a really great piece of content that you know is going to resonate with your audience, but it may not take off straight away, then there's, you may as well put cash behind it because it's just going to do even better. And that's the stuff that's actually cheap to promote. So that's where you really get the bang for your buck. And that's when social advertising does become cheap. Sure. So you're saying, um, if, you're, if, if you've created a piece of crap content, that doesn't deserve your money. That will cost exactly. so much money yeah. and don't, you will see straight away. Yeah. Don't promote 
shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's damaging for the brand. Don't post right? shitty. Don't post shitty. Don't make shitty content. Exactly. Nicole, your thoughts on that? I think um, definitely pay content also works well with an offline uh, promotion or giveaway. The best results um, I've ever had with paid content has been when there's an influencer um, or major prize involved um, and it's heavily targeted. So a year or so ago I did the uh, maiden event for Brisbane Cootha Burn, which is a major cycling event at Mount Cootha, and we decided to, I knew uh, that there was a large Brisbane organisation, um, uh, community on Twitter of cyclists, and so we targeted there, um, you could target, oh it's amazing, people don't really rate Twitter advertising that much, but I love it, we got a 0.007 cent click. That's insane! Per, that was our cost Twitter, for Twitter. Twitter is so hard it's, to get. It's the same Twitter.com. Yeah. Yes, this is that Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were using that sister site, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. No, that is incredible. We that, did that with a, um, it was a $10,000 bike. We targeted the people who um, followed the influencer. Uh, Jens Voigt was the, the guy who, the cyclist who signed that bike. We followed all of his followers. We, fo we followed, we targeted everyone in that community. Um, it was highly relevant to them. The content the, actually suited them. They saw it mobile, whenever they were, you know, using it organically, um, you know, it was just a great campaign and we didn't get those numbers on Facebook. Or sure. I think that's, that is such a good point because it points to relevance rather yes. than, yeah. oh, I'll pay for this to get out there to hit a market that may yeah. not care. Right? It wasn't just a generic ad saying, yes, the, the event's on. Um, and I definitely love, you know, using ads for a specific timeline. It's so much more uh, easy to plan out. Especially with unis, you've got your enrolment dates, you've got the mm. events, you've got um, major timelines coming up. And I think that's where paid content really shines, when you've got a specific, very specific call to action and, um, you know, there's, a, there's an opportunity that people need to jump on. Sure. Mm. Um, one of the things I'd like to bring up is what is paid anyway? Because we say paid and I think every brain in this room probably jumps to either ads or boosted posts, right? But there would be businesses out there that want social proof, who buy audiences, mm. who, you know, pay for databases, you know, like, all right, so I'm, I'm going to swear internally, right, and say I would never pay for a database in my life. Yep. But let, let's talk about that. Let's like, you know, a lot of our audience are small business owners or marketers who are wondering about this thing. What's the message around what is paid anyway? It's literal social suicide <laughs> in the most literal sense. Um, there's so many reasons why you can't do it or why you shouldn't do it, but the main one is that it will kill your engagement. So you're buying an audience that hasn't engaged with your brand at all, so they've never been given the chance to engage with posts, so they're not going to be served your posts. Um, if, if these people just happen to be your actual audience and people like maybe you're buying, for example, with students, um, maybe you're buying a heap of you know school leavers or something. Um, it's probably good because you can target them then and offer them something of value. But you'd need a strategy behind that. And in terms of uh, paying for likes or followers, we um, basically I do not work with any business who has done that. For those playing at home, yeah. all four of our guests have made a vomit face. So <laughs> yeah. um, that may answer our question anyway. But I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, I don't. I would never have a go of buying an audience in any way, shape, or form. 
because at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to relevancy as well, but also knowing who your um, ideal clients, you know, for us, who is our ideal clients at Business Depot? Um, I can guarantee you that not all of them will be within a purchased audience or database. I think Facebook advertising is one of the cheapest way to reach your customer online nowadays and you don't really want to waste money buying people that they are not going to visit your website, buy your product or your services. So make sure that, yeah, if you um, have only $100, which is not too bad nowadays, make sure that you spend really wisely and um, in a really targeted manner as well on, on Facebook. Yeah, that's a super good point because um, the reason I reacted so strongly before about Twitter because traditionally, or actually it's not even traditionally, it's been of late, Twitter has become an ex extremely expensive platform per click. Um, LinkedIn is off the charts expensive, um, but that is also super targeted. Facebook for me is still pound for pound the cheapest way to reach an audience. Let's just say we've got marketers or small businesses standing, sitting out there listening to this. They've got a hundred bucks a month to spend. Where do they put it and what do they do with it? Depending on, the, depending on what they do, of course, but in general. Depends where their audience is. Mm -hmm. So they would have established channels, but depend like ask your audience, ask your customers, where are they? Find out where they are and then definitely target. I think the biggest mistake that businesses make is not being too broad in their targeting. So in face on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, um, they, they pick an age range, uh, they might find a few interests, but it's not enough. Like the more niche you can get with your targeting, as long as it's big enough to actually reach some people, the more the better like relevant score you're going to get, and then it's going to be cheaper, it's gonna reach more people. That's better bang for your buck. Mm, I'd spend it on trying to get people off our social media channels and into our database. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, an email address is more valuable than so many other things on social media. That's a super good point. I, I think I would agree that driving anyone to your owned assets over your rented assets would be... You know, Tyson has $100 email <laughs> subscription ad. <laughs> he knows, he knows. Okay, I'm going to throw something out there as far as um, organic versus paid goes. Two very, very different examples. My local fish and chip shop was listed as one of the best gluten-free places to get food in Brisbane. And at Visit Brisbane, where I used to work, we put them on a huge wrap-up list of the best gluten-free businesses in Brisbane, and it went gangbusters, right? So they found out that they were included on this, and they grabbed that, so it's not even their owned asset, they don't even have their own website, they put it on Facebook, they targeted the wider vegan slash gluten-free community, and put $100 behind it, and the owner told me that he's never had a better day. Excuse right. me, did you just put vegan and gluten-free <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I meant to say gluten-free, but just it came out. Just because they're dietary <laughs> I meant to say gluten-free, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he's had an absolute gangbusters um, trade around that particular product. The flip side, one of my favourite websites is the Batuta Advocate. Right? If you don't know the Batuta Advocate at home, go and watch it. Or go and um, have a read, sorry. Or check out one of the blog posts we did on uh, thecontentdivision.com.au slash blog around why your business should be just like the Batuta Advocate. Those guys get a million visits to their website a month purely organically through, through Facebook. have not spent a cent. They've monetized themselves. They've monetized a product around it. And the options for them are probably endless. We've got paid and non-paid both at scale there. Why, why does that work? What have they done differently? I'll go to Nicole first. Uh, in terms of what 
Um, so I'm just double checking your question there. Um, <laughs> Was there a question? What have they done differently? So why has organic worked for one and paid for the other? Well, I think that the first one has actually worked quite well in terms of the fish and chip shop with the using that good PR um, as a paid content. That's really that's I think that's quite clever. They haven't actually just gone look here's you know on our own website we've been people like us. They've actually gone yeah look these people this respected media. Um, you know, review website adds adds us to the list, and then it also because it's they're always actually they're almost inviting their audience to check them out as a list. They're not actually saying come to us, come to us, come to our site. It's we're involved. We're we're part of quality. Um, it's not so much pushing. Mm. I think that's that social yeah. endorsement as well. So mm. a website, a third party website, just endorsed us as the best. You know. Um, Local fish and chips. Um, also, depends of you know um, the objective for the campaign. I think in terms of awareness objective, that's just fantastic. They use another website to then promote their business. One of the bucks um, was um, I guess well spent for that. Uh, and yeah, it's just the matter that you know where your customer are at at your social media objective and stage. So awareness, you know, kind of go crazy and you know the big picture. Um, you know the, the the social media funnel as well for your um, customer and definitely if you really want them to um, um, convert with your food or your services or your product, make sure that you know yeah they sign for newsletter or they sign for sign up for newsletter. They they um, really get content on your website on your paid um, social channel as well. Yeah, sure. What about the opposite? Why the hell mm. is the Batuta Advocate so damn good as far as it's organic beautiful. engagement goes? It is a beautiful Facebook page. I love those guys. <laughs> yes. They are fantastic. I actually think, in my opinion, with the Batuta Advocate, I've been following them for a while. Kurt, you actually got me onto them uh, a year or so ago. You're welcome. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think it actually just comes down to, you know, yes, they didn't really, you know, it was purely organic, right? Um, comes down to just their content and how creative they actually were and how much time they invested into creating original content based on, you know, uh, things that are happening currently in the news and so on. So, um, and then that, you know, goes viral, gets shared and people are starting to engage with them more based on all the shares they're getting because it's such great content. So compelling and obviously Facebook rewards that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did it also come out of, were they fans of the NT News Twitter account? They, oh, right, so it might have started fantastic. that way. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And The Onion and stuff like that. I think satire and anything that's related to yeah. uh, current events um, is, you know, just does gangbusters. Game goes gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting. So if we just stick on that theme just quickly because we're running out of time, but I think any brand can do that. I think any brand can create compelling content that's not necessarily their message to drive a business outcome, right? Now, that's not to say everyone can do organic content, but I think everybody can do compelling, excellent, outstanding, audience-focused content that will drive far better organic reactions than they would if they just posted crappy paid stuff. But the key then is to target and to map it to your business objectives. Is that what the Batuta Advocate have done? Is that, is that why they're so so popular apart from the content? 
not sure if it started out like that, <laughs> um, but I'm sure it is now, yeah. yeah. And Batuta Advocate, they have uh, products. They haven't worked them out yet, I don't think. I don't think they've landed mm. on something that's going to make them the money that they have the potential to make. But the reason why organic works for them so well is because it is all customer focused. It is only value. They're not selling anything at all. They're giving it all away and it's like 100% comedy. On the other hand, with the fish and chip shop, like that, that was an awareness piece and it was really important for them to get that out there. But the thing is, while that was awareness, that was for a product. So it was never going to do as well. But there is things that that fish and chip shop could do, um, like marketing the place it does business, probably, because where is it? Sandgate. It is in Sandgate. <laughs> so yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I think God's it, country, some would call it. And by <laughs> so, some, I mean me. Just you. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, in, in that respect, they would need to look at offering something of value if they wanted to get those same results all the time in an organic. Yeah, sure. Else. So the difference being like that, that is really a one-off benefit, right? Totally. Yeah, Which they not... needed to put money behind because they didn't have the organic engagement because they haven't worked that up and got that social proof prior. Yeah, no, that's a very good, that's a very good point. Um, guys, we are out of time. Any final discussions, any final points you'd like to make to our audience today? Uh, I would say don't dive into paid straight away. Make sure that you have compelling content to promote. There's no point in, in um, uh, paying to boost content that is shit. <laughs> yeah, um, two, two words, um, consistency and creativity, especially if you want to stick with organic. Make sure that you have a really innovative and creative content, especially on Facebook. I'm talking Facebook Live and, and some really... Uh, um, platform or oh, sorry type of um, social media um, content that performs really well organically and then consistency between um, between the platforms so make sure that if you post on to Instagram um, and then um, also your audience is, is on Facebook make sure that you are consistent in terms of you know brand and messaging as well my the last points would be more around working backwards when you're dividing up your resources and your budget for, for um, social ads um, obviously, you know, your content needs to be as you know, consistent, high quality, um, you know, beautifully targeted. But if you don't know what you are looking for at the end, um, what your sales objectives are, or what your actual end point is, you can't work out how much that will cost you, how much um, you need to put into your budgeting. So I would definitely work backwards from what you're after. And then make sure you've got an actual sales team who can take you take it on board afterwards. So yeah, yeah. don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. I've seen many leads crushed um, just because the, the team hasn't been able to maintain the um, the customer journey after the, the conversion's been made. So I urge, I urge data working back from working back from data. Awesome. Um, I would say test test everything with your Facebook advertising or whatever you're doing. You can actually divide your audience into multiple with the same ad and see what does better with the cost per engagement or cost per click. Um, you can do different ads with different audiences, whatever it is, just try it with a few different audiences, save the ones that work, use that again. My final thought is strategy before tactics and I'll leave it at that one. Tyson Cobb, Nicole Jensen, Florent Lemans, Brittany Dreghorn, thank you so much for being on the special edition of Telltale today. I'm your host, Kurt Sanders, and remember folks, if you've got a tale to tell, tell it. Telltale is part of the Content Division Podcast Network. You can subscribe on iTunes or stream it from the contentdivision.com.au forward slash podcast. Then you won't.